It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend, Ryan Gosling is hot and penisless. I go to Ben Affleck's house. We've all been wiping our butts wrong. And I smuggled a white substance across a Mexican border. Plus, I called TV host, movie star, and Down Syndrome advocate, Madison Tevlin. So I have Down Syndrome, and I always say it's the least interesting thing about me. This is a club banger of an episode, and it starts now. Hi, phonies. Uh, So last week I tested out phonies as a potential listener name. And let me tell you, the response has been overwhelming. I wasn't sure I liked it, but apparently you all want to be called phonies. Honestly, you're messaging me with your endorsements for the name phonies. My DMs are fuller than Adam Levine's. And so I am committing to phonies, just for this week at least. Okay, we're going to try it out. So hello, my beloved phonies. I hope you had an amazing Canada Day and or America Day long weekend. And for our one Italian listener who keeps leaving me voicemails, buongiorno to you too. Whatever the hell you celebrated in Italy. I hope it was wonderful. That was just a weird accent. This week, I'm giving my little team a break. We're going to give them a little summer vacation from my voice, which they desperately need. And I could not think of a better episode to replay than The Spirit of Pitbull with Madison Tevlin. Because this episode really has informed the essence of this podcast. Every episode of Phone a Friend since this episode really has been infused with The Spirit of Pitbull and Usher and Neo and Tayo Cruz and a little Kesha and a bit of Jason Derulo and every club banger of the 2010s. That is what I channel when I sit behind this microphone every week. And this episode, I gotta say, is also filled with like wild personal stories that when I listened back to it, I could not believe I shared with my phonies. I must have been unhinged that day. Uh, I'm telling you about the time I watched Ryan Gosling perform Cunnilingus next to 50 Cent. By the way, that that was the runner-up for title of episode. Ryan Gosling performs Cunnilingus next to 50 Cent. We went with the spirit of Pitbull, but truly we probably would have got more downloads if we had gone with Ryan Gosling performs Cunnilingus. Well, there's still time. Maybe when the Barbie movie comes out, we'll name an episode that. Um, I'm also telling you about the time I pumped breast milk in Ben Affleck's bathroom. And in related news... This is the episode I recorded right after I got detained for smuggling breast milk across the Mexican border. Remember that? So I'm diving into the drama. I get a little emotional. I mean, this is this episode has everything. Plus, I phone inspiring, hilarious Down syndrome activist and actress Madison Tevlin. This is peak podcast with peak music that I hope inspires you to infuse the spirit of Pitbull into your mind, body, and soul all summer long. Uh, So Rob, my technical producer, Rob, before you go sip a cocktail by a pool or a breakfast beer by the lake, please hit us with the chorus of this banger and then the episode.
phone a friend. Enjoy. We'll be back live next week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Crookshank. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. Can you feel the pep in my step through my voice? That is the voice of a woman who just spent four days away from her kids. I am re-energized. I am reinvigorated. Instead of having like a lingering cold, I have a lingering sunburn. And I have never been more ready for an episode of Phone a Friend than I am right now. I should go away every weekend. Jason, my producer, are you there? Hi. Hi. Jay, I really feel this is going to be the best one yet. I'm ready for it. We got Madison Tevlin on the show. And P.S., I am going to address the breast milk incident that has since gone viral. People are calling it Milkgate, okay? I didn't name it that. They did. I posted a reel about smuggling my breast milk across the Mexican border, which probably a bad idea. And honestly, I'm terrified that I could get arrested by Mexican authorities at any time. Could be during the recording of this podcast, How's that for a teaser? <laughs> if I'm still a free woman by the end of this show, I'll answer all your questions about the breast milk smuggling. For real, though. Terrified. Uh, I'll get to that at the end of the show. I was in Cabo for four days for a work trip. Heavy air quotes on work trip, okay? It was a trip with the swimwear brand left on Friday. They flew 15 incredible women, fashion writers, stylists, health and wellness experts, and me to Cabo to the Nobu Hotel for four days. It was like amazing women, beautiful location, like a dream weekend. But I have to say, I was super stressed about going on this trip because I didn't realize when I said yes that I would be leaving on day one of my kids' spring break. So I left Evan, who has a really intense job. He's a showrunner. I left him with three kids and no school and no nanny for four days. So I'm 
very nervous about it. I arrive poolside on day one. The other girls are like drinking. My shoulders are tense. I am still furiously texting babysitters. I'm on the phone signing my kids up for a soccer camp. Like I am trying desperately to help from afar. I'm feeling so guilty, so stressed. And then booming over the poolside speakers at the resort in Los Cabos, I hear this. Tonight, all I you tonight, give me everything tonight, right? Might not be tomorrow. And then it goes, dun, 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 right? You know this song. This is the best part. Little, little build, little build, little build. And then we gotta grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey, I mean, police. Whoo! Instantly, like, my shoulders relaxed. I toss my phone. I grab a cocktail. I am transported to 2010 when nobody could resist a pit bull banger. It has been a solid decade since I heard this song, and I still knew every word. And let me tell you, in Cabo, it's as if music was never made after 2011, okay? We're just getting classic club jams by, like, Neo. We're getting early Jason Derulo. We're getting this absolute undeniable banger. Ooh! I mean, please... Ayo, my hands are up in my podcast studio. Sing it, ayo. I mean, come on, cause we got uh, mm. like Tayo Cruz. Did you retire off this? Where are you in Cabo making residuals? Now, poolside in Cabo. I want you to envision this. The DJ goes from this to this. Baby, tonight, DJ, I'm sorry, I'm ruining this, but you can't help, I can't help, but get lost in the rhythm, <gasps> oh, I mean, come on, wherever you are, you're driving, you're doing your dishes, you know your dance, dance like it's the last, last night of your life, oh, god damn, club bangers of the 2010s do not get enough shine. I think we can all look back now and agree that was a glorious time for music. These are jams for the ages, okay? Put Tayo Cruz next to Bob Dylan in the Hall of Fame. So that was the soundtrack to my weekend. And when I got home and found myself literally making three lunches for three kids at 6 a.m., you better believe I did it to Tayo Cruz's Dynamite, okay? I was listening to Jason Derulo's Wiggle as I set up my mic moments ago. I have brought the vibes of Cabo home, and I want this vibe to permeate the rest of this podcast. I want you to bring the spirit of Pitbull to this hour. <laughs> should, should, that, should that be our title of FJ? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. The spirit, the spirit of Pitbull. The spirit of Pitbull. I, I think he died, but... No! Uh, 
Pitbull didn't die? No, they oh, might you think th- he died. The spirit of Pitbull sounds like a Jesus. eulogy or something. Jason, uh, did you hear how upset I was? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was like you dropping some li- the Liam Payne jaw news on me. Imagine if you told me Pitbull died at the top of this podcast. Pitbull is alive and well, everybody. When I Googled him to get this, to play that song, I, he's playing many dates in the state of Florida in 2023. So check him out. Um, I, uh, I saw, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I no, actually do. went to a Pitbull concert and it was Stop. one of the best concerts I've been to ever and I say Stop. it back to this day. Oh yeah. Jason, Jason, was a, this is a person who has been who has seen Lady Gaga, who has yeah. you 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 go to everyone. I say <gasps> this, it was a Pitbull Kesha like mashup concert and yes, it, was. it was so fun. And by the way, that song, that Pitbull Kesha mashup, that is also of that era. Yeah. What is that song? Let me find it. Yeah, Timber Oh, yeah. Like, yes. that was, like, peak music. This is peak music, everybody. Okay, Timber, let's find it. Stand by. Here we go. This is 2013, squarely in the wheelhouse of what I'm talking about. Or as Jason just said, peak music. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Oh, please. Mm. Wow. So, an incredible performer. Yeah. Well, now you got to run and get those Pitbull tickets endorsed by Jason, my producer. Oh, what a jam. Ah, ah, okay, now I'm just <laughs> in a 2010s rabbit hole watching YouTube videos while I'm supposed to be recording a podcast. <laughs> Allow me to suggest you all find yourselves deep in this rabbit hole later today okay when you get a moment to yourselves i want you to just hit up pitbull jason derulo usher go down that hole with us the spirit of pitbull is going to overtake all of us i want you all to have a grab somebody sexy tell me hey energy today and always speaking of sexy it's been a week it's been a week yeah Before we dive right into Ryan Gosling as Ken, let's begin with some legal news. Last Thursday on Phone a Friend, I, Judge Jesse, declared justice for Gwyneth, and mere hours after that episode dropped, justice was served. She was found not guilty. She got her one dollar. I don't know if I impacted the jury's decision with my closing argument on this show. I can only assume that I did. And I just want to say, like, that's the power of the medium, you know, of this show, of my singular voice. That is the power. So congratulations, Gwyneth. If you were here with me in person, I would lean over your shoulder and passively aggressively whisper, I wish you well. In less historically important legal news. Politics, girl. Donald Trump was arrested. He is the first president in over 150 years to be indicted, so congratulations to him! Making history with 34 felony charges. He entered the courtroom wearing a blue suit and a red tie. I have notes. I mean, he clearly didn't learn anything from the Gwyneth trial. Like, if you want to get off... You need to bring the looks, sir, okay? 
Consider a Goop cashmere turtleneck or a Prada skirt suit for your next appearance. Throw on a Celine boot and you might just get off. Now let's move to a deeply tanned man I want to talk about in a segment we're calling Hot People Doing Hot Things. Hot people doing hot, hot, hot things. A Deeply tanned Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie star in the Greta Gerwig Barbie movie that comes out July 21st, and this week the first full trailer dropped, and the whole cast and the cast posters were revealed for the first time, and I mean, is it July 21st yet? Ugh! Simu Liu plays another Ken. You have Issa Rae as Barbie president. Dua Lipa is mermaid Barbie. There are no hotter people doing hotter things. Plus... Michael Sarah, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, it's like everybody you want in a movie is in this movie. And based on the trailer, ladies, we're getting funny Ryan Gosling back. Okay, if you haven't watched the new trailer 12 times like I have, here's a clip of Ryan Gosling's Ken talking to Barbie. I thought I might stay over tonight. Why? Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. To do what? I'm actually not sure. After a 25-year hiatus, he is bringing back Breaker High Ryan Gosling, tinged with Mickey Mouse Club Ryan Gosling. He is so, like, slapsticky and funny in this trailer. Plus, he has a six-pack. It is an embarrassment of riches for all of us thirsty moms. And side note, I just want to say this. Ryan Gosling's movie, Drive, it came out two months after Crazy Stupid Love. So here's what happened to me. Me and my girlfriends were so horny for Ryan Gosling at the time. We planned like a girls movie night to see Drive in theaters because we were like, it's going to be hot Ryan Gosling driving a car. No, I am in the theater with five girlfriends. We're like eating red vines, wearing cute outfits, watching Ryan Gosling stomp on a man's head (gasps) until his brain splatters out of his nose. I remember looking down the row at my friends and every single one of us was curled up in the fetal position with our eyes closed, like fully traumatized. Just absolutely not the sexy romp we were looking for. I also went, can I tell you this? Side side notes here. I also went, have I told you this? I went to a private screening of Blue Valentine. No. And I went at like a Hollywood agency. It was this very like intimate crowd. I sit down in a small theater and who comes and sits down next to me but 50 Cent, okay? 50 Cent sits down in the seat next to me to screen Blue Valentine, which is thrilling until there's a graphic cunnilingus scene and I am sitting next to 50 Cent. I don't remember anything else from the movie except how uncomfortable I was. Like, my little shoulder, his big, giant muscle shoulder is touching me during the scene in which Ryan Gosling goes like Harry Styles on Emily Ratajkowski in Japan on Michelle Williams' nether regions. So I need a fresh Ryan Gosling movie going experience. And this feels like the the like call your girlfriends, get the red vines and go to the theaters to see the movie like Nicole Kidman wants you to. You know, I can't wait. Do you know that reference? Do of Canadians course. know? Do yes. Canadians oh, know? No, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. Well, just from like memes, I'm sure. OK, good. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. We come to this place for magic. We come to this place <laughs> for magic. You know what? I am actually going to the theater this weekend for magic. The magic 
of Air, directed by Ben Affleck. I am almost Barbie levels excited to see this movie. I will give you an official review next week on the pod. Um, but in promotion of the movie, we've gotten a lot of Ben Affleck content. He's been doing the late night shows, podcasts, magazine profiles. So I thought we should do a roundup called Ben Affleck Does Press. Ben Affleck Does Press. So Ben Affleck has become such a tabloid fixture, right? He's just, he's a human meme. We're so consumed by him carrying 12 cups of Dunkin' or angry at the Grammys or trying to get out of a parking spot. We kind of forget that he's possibly the most charismatic, most charming A-list celebrity of our time. I said it. I said it. When Ben Affleck wants to be there, when he is being filmed or recorded by choice, he's great. And he's hot. Come at me. I'm telling you, he has that J-Lo glow. He is gaunt and sober. And he's really charming and funny. So I'm going to prove it. Here he is talking about his resting Ben face on Jimmy Kimmel Live this week. I have a very unhappy-looking resting face. This is me content. That's how I... This is me amused. That's how God made me. I mean, he's funny. I think it's funny. He says that explains his miserable face at the Grammys. He said he wasn't miserable. It was just his face. He also referred to the Grammys in his Hollywood Reporter cover story as, quote, his wife's work event, (laughs) which is like most people's wife work event is a sales and marketing happy hour at a Milestones restaurant. Okay, not the literal Grammys. The other nice thing is that in all the press he's done, he talks a lot about his kids. He talks about how he filmed Air in Los Angeles, and now he'll only film movies here in order to be close to his kids. Here are some actual, I thought, words of wisdom from Ben Affleck on CBS Sunday Morning. Frankly, one of the lessons of growing older is it's not all about money. It's not the most important thing. Spend your life chasing money. You'll end up, you might end up with a lot of money, but you probably miss out on a lot of things. I haven't found that money changed any happiness that I had. See? His hot wife and $50 million house doesn't make him happier than the rest of us? But my favorite press appearance of Ben Affleck in the last week is when he appeared on my rival comedy podcast, Smartless. Fuck you, Jason Bateman. I shouldn't even give them a mention. But I loved this moment because guess who popped in? Just by accident, like a total fluke while he was recording. <gasps> Listen to this. There she oh, is. Oh, look, it's oh, Jennifer Lopez. Special, special guest star. There she is. Hi. You can hear us. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi. Hi, guys. You were just doing very well. We were talking about you in very favorable terms, and so was your husband. Oh, thank you. I was singing some of your songs back to you. Oh, sing. Please sing. Waiting for the night. Oh, Oh, my love. It's waiting for tonight. (laughs) Waiting for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the mic drop right there. Thank you for saying hi. Yes. Of course. Uh, Bye, Jennifer. Looking forward to doing this with you. Oh, good. I love you. There's there's the part that will make the show. There's the part that will. It's funny. He's he's like self-aware. I also just really love the casual, accidental J Lo poppin because they live in a fifty million dollar, twenty thousand square foot house. She would have to walk like a good eight minutes to just casually pass him in his office. She's literally walking through sixteen rooms to accidentally pop into his. 
I guarantee you she got into like full glam for that casual accidental pop-in. But that's why I love them. They're not out here trying to keep the relationship private. They know it's what people want and they give it to us, you know? In adjacent Ben Affleck news, I have been to his house. This is this is an episode filled with tangents. I can't help myself. The spirit of Pitbull has overtaken me, and I'm telling you all kinds of stories I have never shared publicly before. So I have never told anyone this, and this relates to Milkgate, which I'll talk about later. I have pumped breast milk in Ben Affleck's bathroom. Did you know this, Jason? No. Okay, good. I've never told anyone this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And then love like this tonight. <laughs> so I go to a wedding at the home that he shared with Jennifer Gardner. A friend of mine works for Jen Gardner. She got married at her home. And this happened a month after I had my twins. So it's my first time leaving the house. It's my first time leaving the boys. And I was making so much milk at the time, I had to bring like an industrial-sized breast pump with me to the wedding. I was in a dress. I was in heels. I was carrying a hospital-grade pump over my shoulder down the like mile-plus long driveway filled with security cameras that led to the home of Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. So this is after they had separated, and he was famously living in the guest house. Do you remember that? This was like a public story that he was living in their guest house. So the wedding is taking place outside of the house on this massive property. They have these fancy porta-potties for guests. But I go up to the wedding planner after the ceremony and I say, I have newborn twins at home. Is there a place inside I could pump? And she says, oh, I don't know. Let me ask Jen. So she takes me to Jennifer Garner, who generously says, of course, she says to me, you know what? Ben's out of town. Why don't you just head to the guest house? So I am sent alone with my hospital-grade breast bump to Ben Affleck's guest house, which is perched below the property. It is built into a cliff in the Pacific Palisades. It has floor-to-ceiling glass overlooking the city. It is larger and nicer than any home I have ever lived in. And yet, you need to know... (laughs) I don't know if I should say this. Should I tell you this? This is a little bit of it. Like, I'm like, it's a little bit. Okay, I'm telling you this. In this stunning guest house, the walls are covered in large-scale classic movie posters. It's like the kind you see at the frame shop. Literally, it's Casablanca, The Godfather, it's Scarface. Like, the guest house is a rich man's version of a boy's college dorm room. I was shook. That is where Ben Affleck was living post-divorce, and I pumped in his bathroom with his razor on the countertop and his toothbrush in a little cup. He's just like us. Can I also tell you in real estate news, that house is now owned by Adam Levine and Bahati Prinsloo. So possible some DMs have been sent in that bathroom too. A lot has gone down in that guest house bathroom. All that to say, I love a Ben Affleck press tour and watch this space for a full movie review of Air next week. And that's Ben Affleck Does Press. Ben Affleck Does Press. Give me love like this tonight. You know what, Jason? I throw my hands up in the air tonight, singing A-O. I can't. Come on, let's go. Okay. I want to celebrate and live my life. All these songs, You're by really the way. You're feeling I'm, this moment. 
I'm feeling the moment. I, I it's the spirit of Pitbull. I've oh. it has overtaken me. I feel like that you that, that that's his song. I feel like you didn't get my reference. Oh wait, say it again. Oh, <laughs> say it I mean, again. That the Chris he's like his Christina Aguilera song. Feel this moment. Does he have any songs that isn't that are just him? Oh my god, you just dropped a Pitbull. Was that a Pitbull reference that you just dropped? Yeah. Feel this moment. <laughs> Jason, we're it learning an, so much obvious, about each it other. Wasn't obvious <laughs> We've known each other for 15 years, and yet you just learned that I pumped in Bed Affleck's bathroom, and I just learned that you went to a Pitbull concert. Yep. And I, you know what? I like you better. I didn't think it was possible, but I like you more. Um, all right. What's next? What's next? Should we find out what's hot in TikTok? What's hot in TikTok? A mom from Colorado has gone viral on TikTok for claiming she no longer buys toilet paper for her family. Instead, they use a reusable family cloth. Listen to this. Things I no longer buy bathroom edition. I no longer buy toilet paper. We use reusable toilet paper. Some people might think it's gross. We have a bidet so it cleans us. And then we basically just use reusable toilet paper to wipe dry. And then we throw this in our laundry. We wash it with our regular clothes. So the internet is outraged and like disgusted with this woman. Her name is Shannon Rose. She's a young kind of influencery mom who's clearly doing well enough to own a bidet. Like, you can't casually tell people to not use toilet paper when your solution is a bidet. Like, it's one thing to influence me to buy lipstick. It's another thing to tell me to redo my plumbing. I will say, I had a bidet at the Nobu Hotel in Los Cabos. Hit me with some Pitbull. And frankly... I'm shocked I ever left the bidet to enjoy the resort. It was absolutely glorious. It washed, it dried, it would hit me from below and I would think, I feel like coming in the air tonight, singing ayo. And yet, I still use toilet paper afterwards, okay? In this TikTok video, Shannon says regular toilet paper is gross because it gets, quote, crumbly and stuck. Like, what? I have never encountered this problem. Have you, Jason? <laughs> no, like stuck this is, where? No, stuck where? To what? <laughs> and like, trust me, I buy the cheapest toilet paper. No, one this ply is, for sure. This is, yes, this is like a point of contention in my marriage. Evan will get a six ply like infused with aloe and lotion and I will get the Costco pack of one ply. Okay, I have no respect for my butthole. <laughs> Like, none. And I realize using a family cloth is better for the environment. And and I do think maybe when our kids are grown up, toilet paper will be like smoking. You know, they'll look back at us like we were animals. They won't believe we wiped our asses with one of the Earth's most precious resources and just flushed it away like it was nothing. But I do have questions about the butthole. Like, I was curious, truly, about the medical and the hygienic aspects of all of this, so I did what I do with any important health-related inquiry I have. I googled it at 3 a.m. Surprisingly, many doctors also don't believe in toilet paper, specifically Dr. Bradley Morris. He is a colorectal surgeon, but we'll call him a butt doctor here. He's vehemently against toilet paper, and he recently said this. Most of the problems I see with the skin around the anus are 
due to excess attempts at hygiene and it's very rarely due to inadequate uh, hygiene. It's very sensitive area. I don't understand why we use toilet paper to wipe. If you imagine soiling your face or something else where you wouldn't smear it off with toilet paper. So I think we need to readdress culturally what we do and maybe look at the days. I mean, wow, this is powerful scientific evidence. Also, can we just replay him saying anus again? The anus. (laughs) Anus? The anus? The anus. This is is shocking anus news. It really is. And it is a reminder for all of us to be gentle back there. I still wipe my kids' butts. Thank you. I'll hold for applause. And I go in hard and fast. And now I know I need to pull it back a bit. I need to soften my approach to the anus. The anus. Mm. Who says you don't learn things on this show? What's next? What's next? Ooh, time for some hot and fresh Kardashian content. Kardashian content with a K. No one makes me feel more self-conscious about my children's birthday parties than the Kardashians, okay? They have thrown some of the most over-the-top parties for children that I have ever not been invited to. Here's some examples. Kylie Jenner created Stormy World for her daughter's second birthday. It featured a 20-foot plastic blow-up replica of Stormy's head that you walked through to enter a party filled with carnival rides. Northwest had Camp North, where she casually got to borrow mom's private plane for a weekend of glamping with her girlfriends. And who could forget the most infamous of them all, North and Penelope's joint Candyland-themed birthday party that ruined Kim and Courtney's relationship because Courtney insisted on having healthy candy. There's no reason that you can't have the theme of the party and have treats that are... It's Candyland. There's candies that are not disgusting and filled with chemicals. Show me some. Dated, you're like in the past. It's a Candyland theme party. Yes, that's like what the party is about, Candyland. It's not gluten-free land over here. In fairness, I feel like there must be a mom who has thrown a party for their six-year-old in Calabasas, California with the theme gluten-free land. It's definitely happened. So last weekend, Chloe continued the birthday tradition with a lavish Octonauts-themed fifth birthday party for her daughter, True. I have to tell you, I'm not familiar with Octonauts. As you know, I am a heavy in the cocoa melon landscape, so I'm not, I don't know. But it was, quote, a pastel Octonaut extravaganza featuring balloon arches, a snow cone cart, custom backpack station, and pools with live stingrays and a small shark. Perfect for five-year-olds. I don't know. I feel like it sounds kind of poor compared to Stormy World, but I did not have sharks and tanks at my kid's party. I had a half-deflated water slide into a kiddie pool, so who am I to judge? You know? Controversial take. I don't think it's fair to give the Kardashians shit for their lavish parties. I don't. First of all, they don't plan them. They pay for it, and somebody else does all the work. They're not up at midnight pouring yellow chocolate into Lego molds. Trust me. What they spend on kids' parties, I think, is probably the same as what you and I spend on our kids' parties relative to our income. 
I also don't believe in shaming anyone for their kid's party because I was shamed online over a kid's party I threw, and it made me so upset. Like, Jason, I was crying over somebody's comment. Um, It was mid-pandemic. This is 2020. My boys turned three. They hadn't seen other kids. We hadn't seen our friends in months. And so we did a drive-by party, and I really did. I put, like, a lot of time and effort in to make it special. I didn't have sharks, but... I put little like Etsy things of their faces on cupcakes. My friend came over and made a balloon garland. I hired a uh, Buzz Lightyear to wave at people slash traumatized children. And I just like I wanted to do something special and memorable for my boys and our friends because it really felt necessary at the time. Plus, if you're asking people in LA, some people live like 45 minutes away. If you're asking people to come to just drive by something, like it better be worth it. You know, they better get a cupcake with Rio's face on it or get waved at by a large foam Toy Story character. So that night, someone on the internet comes at me and says, like, shame on you. This is way too much for a kid's party. You're setting unrealistic standards for other moms. I was like, bitch, these are gift bags from Dollarama and a middle-aged man in a Buzz Lightyear costume. It's not gluten-free land, okay? The Kardashians are the ones setting unrealistic standards. Beauty standards and party standards, by the way. They're making us all think that we need to have parties as big as our lips, and we don't. We don't need either. So do what works for you. Do what makes you and your kid happy. I think that's all that matters. Oh, and happy birthday, Trill. <laughs> I think she made it into half a frame of a TikTok I saw, okay? <laughs> like, the rest was footage of the stingrays and the cake in the backpack station, but I hope she was there. Best wishes to her. Oh, okay. I'm so excited for our guest today. The time has come to pick... I'm sorry, did you hear that? That sound means we have breaking news. This just in, La Roach and Zendaya are friends again. I'll repeat, La Roach and Zendaya are friends again. We, of course, covered their feud in depth here on Phone a Friend, but I am thrilled to report that they showed up arm in arm together on a red carpet in India this week. She fixed his $300,000 Bulgari necklace when it appeared slightly askew. And that's what friends are for. Back to the show. Okay, I have phoned TV stars, boy band members, Hot Wiggles, and Olympians on this show, but I have never called a movie star. But here's the thing. I see this person when I drive my kids to school every single morning. Her face is on a massive billboard in my neighborhood promoting her new movie, Champions. And every morning I think, I need to call her. Like, right now. So let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I am beyond excited to place a call to Madison Tevlin. She has her own talk show on the CBC. She's starring in Champions with Woody Harrelson, which is in theaters now. She's the first Canadian Screen Award nominee with Down Syndrome. I feel like this call is going to inspire us all. I can, I can feel it in the ringtone. Hello? Hello, Madison Tevlin. Hi! So nice to hear from you. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing, Madison. I don't even know where to start with you because you literally do it all. You're a singer, you're an actress, you're an advocate, you're a TV host, you're a social media star. Am I missing anything? Yeah, you're all good. I got it all? 
Yeah. You're 21 years old and you have your own talk show. It's called Who Do You Think I Am on CBC Gem. And on it, you ask your guests, what do people assume about you based on how you look? So like any great interviewer, I'm going to steal your question and use it for myself. So here's my question for you, Madison. What do people assume about you based on how you look? So I have Down syndrome, and I always say it's the least interesting thing about me. Mm. I always say that. It's not right to be judged for the way we look. So that's why I made this show. So people kind of get the concept of breaking down stereotypes and barriers and try to talk about what that means. Yeah, and you do such a good job of it on that show. You say that Down syndrome is the least interesting thing about me. Right, but it's not all me. It's just a part of who I am, but it's not all my identity. Right. So here's what I want to do right off the top. I want to do a rapid-fire quiz to find out all the other interesting things about you in two minutes or less. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's go. Okay, we're going to call it... That's what makes you interesting. Do you know that song, the One Direction song? Yeah, I really do. Okay, question number one. Who is your hero? I have so many heroes. I'm <laughs> pick one. But if I have to, I'll just say my mom. Oh, that's the best. What makes you angry? When people try to pick fights with me. Ooh, that would make me angry too. Uh, who is your favorite singer? Charlie Puth. Really? I love him so much. And Sean Mendes, too. Oh, my God. I saw Charlie Puth in New York City earlier this year. I feel like everyone's seeing him but me. What's going on here? You need to see him, Madison, because I was like, you know, casual Charlie Puth fan. I saw him perform live, and I was like, who is that? He's amazing. <laughs> were, you cr- like, were you crying? Like, he was like in awe when you saw him? I was weeping. Ping. I was weeping. I was like a little bit aroused. I mean, I was so into him. I love his music. I love him. Okay, we've we've been sidetracked from the quiz. I we know. have two minutes here. Who's your favorite TikToker? My favorite TikToker. <laughs> You're thinking about Charlie Booth. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay, my favorite TikToker has to be Addison Ray, 100 percent Wow. Okay. What is one thing you could not live without? My phone. What or who makes you laugh the most? My family makes me laugh the most. What would you change about yourself? I love who I am. You would change nothing? Yeah, nothing. I love that, Madison Tevlin. That's how you play That's What Makes You Interesting. That's what makes you interesting. We nailed it. Um, Here's the thing that I think is so amazing and interesting about you. You do one season of your own talk show and you get nominated for best host at the Canadian Screen Awards. Excuse you? I know. This is literally like so exciting. Can I just tell you, I think I hosted TV shows for 10 years before I got nominated in that category for a Canadian Screen Award. I think I've been nominated maybe eight, maybe nine times. Never won. Never won. You are the first nominee with Down syndrome ever, and I think you're going to win. Do you no, feel thank that? you so much. I really feel that way, too. I think I'm have... win, and I hope I win. I hope you win, too. I mean, I'm going to be watching. I need you to have your Michelle Yeoh moment at 21 years old. That's what I need for myself and the country. So before the awards, the nominations, the movie roles, 
You blew up when you posted a video of yourself. You're 12 years old. You're singing John Legend's All of Me. It goes viral. I'm be singing All Me by John Legend. I love him like, so much. What would I do without your smart mouth? Trying me in, you kicking me out. You've got my head. That was eight years ago. I did a singing lesson with my vocal coach, Marla. Uh-huh. So basically, I just went, and I was like, Marla, I really want to do a YouTube video. Okay, Max, how do you want to do this? I said, okay, I want to focus on the song All Me by John Legend, because I really love him. Yeah. So we did it, and it was only on the planet for family and friends to see, but then it got picked up, different news stations, like Good Morning America, opened up for Special Olympics in LA, and I did all that, and then we got TV shows from there, three movies, House of My Own Show, Who Do You Think I Am?, and then Champions, I really want to do, and it just changed my life. Absolutely. So if you hadn't posted that video, none of that would have happened. Right. That's amazing, truly. It's all because of that YouTube video that made me me. Wow, that's so cool. And did John Legend ever reach out? Ashton Kutcher did, but not John Legend. Whoa, 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 what? Yep. Tell me everything. Did he email you? Did he get in touch with you? Did he comment on the video? How did that happen? So basically, exactly what you said, that's exactly what happened. Oh my gosh. Well, I personally feel like you deserve an invite to John and Chrissy's $20 million mansion. And if they do invite you, I'd like to come with you as your plus one. Will you take me? We'll see about that. Oh, oh. The people that I have to bring. You could, you could bring Ashton Kutcher instead of me. That would be okay. We'll see, okay? Okay, I would support that decision. And that's a song that you were singing at the time. Is there a song that you sing on repeat now? Would have you one of those Charlie Poop songs we talked about or Sean Mendes? For sure. Ooh, yes. Or, what is I your... like, but I also like Taylor Swift too. Oh, please. Are you going to the Eras tour? I don't think so. I think you should use your movie star status to get tickets to that. I mean, I don't recommend you, like, let the movie star thing go to your head, but if it means getting tickets to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, you should absolutely do whatever it takes, okay? Okay. Okay, so let's get to the movie. You are currently starring in the star of the movie Champions with Woody Harrelson. It's in theaters right now. I told you there's... There is a billboard around the corner from my house, a massive billboard. I get to see your face every single morning when I drive my kids to school. Really? So tell my phone. A- yes. I, I, the first time I saw it, I almost got into a car accident because I was like, what is this movie? I need to see it. And Matthew, who is also Matthew Vondere, who's in the movie with you. And is a very good friend of mine. Yes. I volunteer as a teacher at a class here in L.A. called Born to Act Players that he is a part of. He's the best. I know. Why should my phone of friends listening today, why should they drop everything and hire a babysitter and go see champions? I feel like people should go watch this movie because I think it will change their minds of the way we look of having Down syndrome and mm. or any disability for that matter. Mm-hmm. Truly. I think if people watch this movie, I really feel like they're going to be so empowered and how it's going to move so many people. It really is. And it's not just the moving part of it. It's funny. You're so funny in this movie. Thanks. Oh I, get, I, have like the, I have the best singer, like the best one-liners. Yes. Do you have a favorite line from the movie? Because you, you do have I, so many. 
I know. I want to say the one that I really want to say, but I'm not going to say it right now because it is a swear word, but I'm not oh, going to say it. You can swear on this show. I'll do it for you. Fuck, shit, motherfucker. I mean, whatever you want to say, please okay. say it here. Wait, but is it, it's okay? Yes, it's okay. It's fucking okay. Okay, good. So it's not the fuck out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that my God. One? That must have felt so good to say. What else? What other one? Your knee is a lump from your heart. Suck it up. Go back in the game. Oh, it's such a badass character. She talks to Woody Harrelson in a way that I wouldn't have the courage to. When you got this movie, did you know who Woody Harrelson was? No, but I have watched his movies. Okay. Like, Wet Man Can Jump. Mm, classic. To get me, like, into it. And it was so good. And every time I would walk on set, Woody would give me, like, the best hugs ever. Uh, and just being together was so much fun. I had so much fun working with him. He really helped me to become a better actor and to be more myself and be free. Oh my gosh. I just have to have a, I just have a follow up. When he hugs you, what does he smell like? Because he talks very openly about his love of, you know, the grass. <laughs> That's a weird, weird question. <laughs> Listen, you're the Canadian Screen Award nominated host, not me. So so I'll just I'll take your advice and drop that question. All right, let's move on. Now, you have been everywhere after the premiere. You have appeared on the Drew Barrymore show, the Today Show, Phone a Friend with Jesse Crookshank, which has been the highlight. Okay, Drew Barrymore, 100%. Oh, I had to yeah. say Drew Barrymore because when I first met her, I thought she was literally so cool. I was so starstruck when I saw her. Like I can't even talk. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's she's she seems like the best. Was she the best on and off camera? She was. But I remember just walking in and going and strutting my walk in, uh-huh. and um, I give her like the hugest hug ever. I won't ask you what she smelled like. Thank you. Uh-huh. You're welcome. <laughs> and also. <laughs> Adam Sandler and mm. Jennifer Aniston have a thing with her and they did like some talking and stuff like that. So yeah. I asked over Instagram ID, like kind of like the MM a little bit and saying, is there a fourth person that can add on to this? <gasps> you DM'd Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston and Drew Barrymore? Yeah, all three. And a comment saying, do we have room for a fourth person? Unreal. And are you waiting to hear back? Because I'm sure I they'll am. get back to you on that. Yeah, I'm I'm like dying so bad right now to meet them. Wait, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler? Yeah. Wow. I mean, me too, but it feels more my generation than yours. I love that you love them. Too much. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jennifer Aniston is like my girlfriend crush. Oh my gosh. Uh, She's my girl crush too. She's incredible. I know, but for Adam Sandler though, Mm. I just love him so much because he's in so good movies and I just like laugh so hard. And my favorite show is Friends, so it's like easy to connect with that with Jennifer. And I also wish that I could be in a movie with both of them. Okay, well, let's manifest that together in the comments of that post. I feel that it's going to happen for you. Perfect. Truly. You know, when you get famous, people start to ask about your personal life, which is invasive. And it is what I'm going to do right now. Softly, gently. I want to know, 
Do you want to get married one day? Of course I do. Tell me about your wedding. What's your dream wedding? I have it on my TikTok, so go watch it. Oh, like a true social media queen, she's promoing the TikTok. My audience can barely find TikTok on their phone. Can you give us a taste of what that wedding would look like? Okay, it would be like a destination wedding. And one of these beautiful resorts. Mm. And it's a beautiful resort. And it's like probably like off the beach. And I could, I think it's going to be Putacana because I like it, everything to be tropical, a very a tropical person. Yes. And it's going to be like a perfect bar uh. with all my favorite drinks. Uh. And then the theme is going to be all favorite things, all my favorite people, all my favorite foods, all my favorite music, all my favorite everything. I love that so much. Does the person you're marrying get to have any of their favorite things incorporated? Yes. Okay. So it'll be a little bit of a combo. Right. Well, please don't forget me when you send out those invites because it sounds... Don't worry. You'll be at that wedding. Oh, Madison, thank you so much. So I might not get invited to Chrissy and John's house, but I do get an invite to the wedding and I'll take that any day. Perfect. (laughs) I love that. Okay, what about on-screen romances? Because you've done a comedy. Now would you like to star in a rom-com? Maybe. So if I were in a rom-com, my dream on-camera love interest would be Jonathan Taylor Thomas in his much-anticipated return to the screen. Do you know who that is? No. No. It's way before your time. So I want to find out which actor would be your dream on-camera on love interest, okay? So I'm going to list some Hollywood hunks. All you have to do is pick one or the other until we have the last man standing. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, I'm calling this game Dream Lover. Start with Canadians. Ryan Gosling or Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, she picked that quick. Okay, now Ryan Reynolds or Zac Efron? Zac Efron. Oh, she's going. She ditched Ryan Reynolds so fast. Okay, Zac Efron or Tom Holland? Zac Efron. Oh, sticking with Zac Efron. Zac Efron or Matthew McConaughey? Uh, (sighs) Matthew McConaughey. Oh, unexpected. She's going Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. And plus, and plus. Also, that was one of my lines in the movie. So I look up and down at Woody, and I was like, make sense. You know, McConaughey. Oh, shit. Okay, so you have to go Matthew McConaughey. I have to, and that's so funny, by the way. If anyone is on the fence about seeing champions, like, that's that seals the deal. That's so funny. Okay, Matthew McConaughey or Michael B. Jordan? No, Matthew McConaughey. Sticking with Matthew. Matthew McConaughey or Channing Tatum? So Matthew. Ooh! Matthew McConaughey or Simu Liu? So Matthew. Oh my God! All right, let's throw this in. Matthew McConaughey or Adam Sandler? Oh God! You can't do this to me! <laughs> I needed to throw a wrench in the mix. <sighs> this is hard. All right, this is what I'm going to say while I'm waiting for your answer. All right, all right, all right. Who are you choosing? McConaughey or Adam Sandler? So hard. Fine, Adam Sandler. She's going, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler or Harry Styles? Again, you're doing this to me. I'm good, baby. You are good. (laughs) 
Adam Sandler still. Over Harry Styles. No one has literally ever chosen Adam Sandler over Harry Styles in the history of planet Earth. But Madison Tevlin is a woman who makes history. All right. Adam Sandler or The Rock? Adam Sandler. Last but not least, to get to your dream rom-com love interest, is it going to be Adam Sandler or Charlie Puth? Ah. Fine, Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth, ladies and gentlemen. It would be his acting debut, I think. True. Agents, studio executives listening, allow me to pitch you right here, right now. Madison Tevlin and Charlie Puth star in, we should have some romantic comedy name, Ready to Mingle, starring Madison Tevlin and Charlie Puth. Am I buying tickets to that? Absolutely, I am. Because you have to go see that. We're all going to see that movie. It's going to be perfect, and it's going to be all the music. Oh, I love that. You could have some duets in there. Right. I mean, you could even shave your little eyebrow once you two fall in love. It would be so cute. We'll see about that. Doesn't he have that little eyebrow thing? No. He does. He has a this cute little shaved eyebrow. Maybe I've gone too deep in the Charlie Puth rabbit hole. I really think you did. <laughs> And that's how you play Dream Lover. Um, last question for you, Madison. Because you're a Screen Award nominated host and interviewer, after being interviewed by me, do you have any feedback? Anything I could do better? You're doing good. Mm-hmm. I would say you're doing very good. Okay. But I just want to say this no one can compete with me. <laughs> and I feel like I make more people more comfortable and stuff. So when I really get to know them, it's, it's yes. really different. You're absolutely right. And by the way, I'm pulling up an air horn sound effect because you deserve it for that answer. Are you ready? I mean, no one can compete with you in everything you do. I mean, social media, your talk show, your your movie, truly, you are somebody that I am so honored to have been able to talk to and somebody that we're all going to be watching. So you can see Madison starting in Champions now in theaters. You can stream Who Do You Think I Am on CBC Gem in Canada. Madison, thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy I got to speak to you and for you to get to know me more. I'm so honored. I feel like I've gotten so to know you so much better, and I cannot wait to come see you. Will you invite me to the premiere, you and Charlie Puth, in your rom-com debut? <laughs> yes, you'll be there. You're the one that is starting to make this happen, so thank you. I am. You're absolutely right. I'll take 10% of that. Plus, and also, it will be in LA, so we'll be all good. Yeah, please. You can come. I can come to the set. You can come visit. And then I'll be living there anyway, so we'll be all good. Oh, is she planning a move to L.A.? Yeah, she is. Ah, uh, well, then we're going to hang out on the daily. Can I give you my number and you text me when you move? Yeah, perfect. Most okay. of the time we'll be together, but I am going to be busy with other things. Right, and being it. with friends and being with family. Okay, so I won't be that annoying person who texts you all the time, but like when you have time for me, we should hang out. Perfect. I would love that. Okay, well... A studio City is where I live. I'll be in Beverly Hills by sunset, so you can be with me wherever you want. <laughs> okay. That's, I will. I'll try it. If they let me in the gates of Beverly Hills, I'll come and visit you. Perfect, because that's where I'll be. I love it, Madison. All right. Thank you for being a, my phone a friend today. Welcome. Bye. Bye. 
My new friend, Madison Tevlin, everybody. Oh my God, she's amazing. And she may make time for me when she moves to Beverly Hills. Oh, what an inspiration, what a joy, what a talent. Follow her at Madison Tevlin for more of that, please. After the break, I will dive into Miltgate and why I should be in a Mexican prison right now. That's next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We're back. And when you call me at the number listed in the description of this episode, it goes straight to my phone into my inbox. I definitely set this up wrong because I see your calls come in every time. It's like, caller from Halifax, caller from Toronto. And I listened to all of your messages. And this week, most of your messages were about my breasts, specifically the milk from my breasts. So if you missed it, I posted a reel this week on the day I flew back from Cabo documenting what happened to me at the airport in Mexico. So I had pumped day and night when I was there because I'm still feeding Romy. I realized she doesn't need the milk, but I needed to make sure that my body would still make it when I got home. And plus, like, you know, I feel guilty for being away. And the last thing I want is for me being away to somehow affect my milk supply. Like, I don't think I could handle that guilt emotionally. So I I pumped the whole trip. I don't make that much milk anymore. I got like five ounces, just one little bottle filled with this milk. I put it in my cooler, in my carry-on, as I have done traveling many times for work over the past five years. And when I got to security at the airport in Cabo, I said to them, I like, I fully took out the milk and said very casually, oh, by the way, I'm traveling with breast milk. They told me immediately it exceeded the allowance and I couldn't travel with it and I had to dump it out. I am not a confrontational person. Like, Jason, we've worked together for so many years. Have you ever seen me go Real Housewives on anybody? I can't think of anything, no. I, like, cannot. I. It makes me so uncomfortable. I could never... I don't have table-flipping energy in my bones, you know? Unless you, like, really deeply upset me and something I believe in, and then the 
switch gets flipped. So I had my phone on for like 10 seconds of this conversation. You can hear how pissed I am in my voice. Listen to this. You're telling me I have to dump this out? Yes. I'm not dumping out my breast milk. I was like, I'm not. I'm not doing it. And after that, I just got more and more heated and more and more upset. I asked to speak to the supervisor. Four men come. Okay. I'm trying to explain to four men in graphic detail that this is not formula or like milk I bought from a store. I'm saying this is milk that I pumped out of my breasts through my nipples over the course of four days for my baby. At one point, I got so fired up. I literally opened the bottle and told them to smell it. I was like losing my mind. And they kept saying, because my baby wasn't with me, I had to dump it out. One guy says to me, if you don't dump it out, I will. And he's holding my milk threatening to dump it in front of me. The milk that I pumped from my body. Oh my God, I'm getting like emotional talking about it right now. So at that point, I just freaked out. I started running. I'm like a crazy woman in the security line in Mexico. I run up to a woman who had like a a one-year-old and I said, please, if you tell them this is your milk, they'll let me take it across. And she said like, go away. Another woman with a baby said she would do it. And then the minute she walked up with her baby and my milk and these four guards walked up to her, she literally threw the bottle of milk back at me and said, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to jail in Mexico and like ran away. And yet that didn't deter me. Like at no point was I like, I shouldn't do this. I was so mad. So when that didn't work, I reached like peak table flipping housewife anger. Two of the security guards hold me by the arms and walk me out of the gate. I'm literally yelling, do you have children? Do you have children? What would you do if this was milk for your child? Like I'm so worked up. I get fully escorted out by these guards. And now at this point, most sane people would think to themselves like, honey, it's time to dump the milk. You fought the good fight. You tried everything you could. You stood up for what you thought was right. It didn't work. Here we are in international waters. Just dump the damn milk. But I didn't do it. I I could not bring myself to do it because I think it is so wrong on so many levels. Like I just, not just for me, but but for all women. Like, this should not be happening to us. So, I go to the bathroom. I pour the milk into two little baggies. I stuff them in my bra. And I went back through security, looking those four men in the fucking eyes with dripping wet, cold double Ds in my bra. And I got through. Which brings us to today's message. Let's check my voicemail. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Jesse. It is Katrina from Leduc, Alberta. And last night I saw your video about Milkgate. A few things on behalf of this traveling pilot mom. Thank you so much for shining light on the hardships that us pumping mamas have to go through. Tell me how I can travel with my full-size contact solution that that's exempt, but not the beautiful milk my body created for my baby. You can buy contact solution at your destination, not the milk that's specially made and curated for your sweet baby. And then how nervous were you? Uh, oh, thank you, Katrina. Okay, first of all, you're so right. 
That was the insane part. I pulled the milk out for them, right? Like I just flagged that I had it. But also in my bag was a full canister of hairspray that no one noticed, no one took out, no one confiscated. Like the things you're allowed to travel with, like I didn't know that about contact solution. That's so backwards. And to answer your question, I was so nervous, okay? I I was like, El Chapo crossing the border. I couldn't really move for fear that the bags would fall out of my bra. So it took me like 20 seconds to slowly bend down upright and take off each shoe. I'm like shaking. I'm sweating. I'm still furious when I get to the other side and unload the breast milk from my bra. And I was just like so relieved and tense and angry that I just started to cry in this bathroom because... I don't know, because of the pure emotion of it, obviously, but also just I thought it was so inhumane to make me like literally traffic my own milk. This is something that came out of my body. It's not right. And like for me, just for all the pumping, working, traveling moms, it's this law put in place by men, enforced by men, and it's just, it doesn't make sense and it's not right. I will tell you, Katrina, I wasn't just nervous to smuggle something across the Mexican border. I was maybe more nervous to post about it. I'm honestly still nervous talking about it. Like, do, do you, we, can they find me? Can I get in trouble for this? I, I don't know. My mom is furious that I did it. I mean, my mom won't even speak to me. She's so angry. And my dad, who is a lawyer, doesn't know how to work Instagram, so he'll never see it. And I don't want to tell him that it happened. But I put it up there. Because I felt it was important. I felt it was a rallying cry for any other women who have experienced something similar. I just wanted to go on record in a very public, very milky way to say, this happened to me and it's not okay. And if I end up in a Mexican prison because I smuggled my own milk across the border, then let that be my legacy. Tonight! (laughs) You know? And while I'm still a free woman, allow me to say thank you for your voicemail and your kind words, Katrina, that it really, all of your feedback has been so overwhelming and it really means the world to me. And that's our show. Oh my God. What a, I'm going to say it was a dynamite one. We started with that 2010 energy, and that is the energy I want you to carry through to the weekend. Hit us with the spirit of Pitbull, technical producer, Rob. Uh, yes. Jason, are you dancing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. You know you are. You are out of your seat. Happy Passover. Happy Easter, everybody. I hope you grab somebody sexy. Tell them, hey, give me everything tonight. Okay, I'm off to apply aloe to my Cabo backburn. God, Jason, tell me you're not dancing right now, please. Uh. Jason, you're the pit bull to my Kesha. Yeah, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. I feel so. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. I'll call you next Thursday. Phone a friend was created by our mommy, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. 
Phone a Friend is part of the Acast Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Rio Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.